and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. Joining me, as always, with a fresh new haircut that no one can see, <laughs> Michael Corbin. Michael, how are you? Emmanuel, I am good, thanks. It's been a uh, it's been a bit of a tumultuous week in rugby league. Uh, I know I'm feeling a bit worse for wear after the weekend, but it's yeah, it's, it was there was a couple good games on, a couple blowouts, a couple shock upsets that we weren't expecting. Uh, so yeah, plenty to get into. Big upsets, big upsets. Um, I think the results of this week, we were deliberating about what to talk about in the podcast, but we have dedicated a lot of time to the crappy teams on the ladder. Yeah. I've also given you too much latitude to talk about how great the Roosters are. We've praised <laughs> Parramatta. Um, we've spoken about Newcastle, and then they've disappointed us. Penrith are flying high. So we thought we'd dedicate a bit of airtime today to pretty much every team sitting between 6th and 11 11 11 so basically have a look at the ladder now and you think the top five are probably going to stay the same the bottom five are probably going to change are probably not going to change either but it's what's happening in the middle you've got the tigers you've got canberra you've got manly you've got souths you've got the cowboys and you've got cronulla we're gonna like focus in on them a bit today so um tigers what are your thoughts so, initial, a couple of weeks ago, we said that they're going to be able to beat the bad teams. And that's what they've been doing. They've won three in a row. Now, three weeks ago, I I came on here and I criticized the move of benching Benji. Uh, that looks stupid now. They've won three in a row. They've looked good in those games. And I think they're only going to improve. Uh, Harry Grant is phenomenal. He is so good for someone who's played, what, five or six first-grade games? Yeah. Like, this kid is next level. He's going to be a future future superstar of this game. Uh, he's already he's second in Dalian voting, uh, he, and he missed the first two rounds. He's only behind Jason Tamalolo. Uh, I I think Luke Brooks is getting a bit more comfortable. He's running He's running a bit more. And uh, David Nofaluma's had a return to form. Yeah, he's uh, been very like, good. He's been really, really, really good the last couple of weeks. And I think that's helped. I think I like Dewey at fullback as well. Uh, so I think their spine's, you know, getting into order. And even even the loss of 12 hasn't hurt them too much. Yeah. I like... Madge has made the most of what he, what he can work with. And um, I... You know, the Benji decision is, is, is a big call, but Michael Maguire is known for making these calls. He, um, as South's coach, you know, drops Nathan Merritt, who'd just broken the club record. Benji isn't going to be there at the end of the year. That's that's no. obviously their goal. Why not, you know, bring someone in? You've got Josh Reynolds, who's a marquee player. He's not, but he's paid one as one. Bring him in. You've got Harry Grant. It's amazing what a good hooker can do. If you've got a forward pack that's moving forward and a hooker that can capitalise on that, he has just got so much energy. And then the back's right up off the back of it. You, I mean, you spoke about um, they've played the easy teams, but look how convincingly they've beaten the easy team yeah. too. 36-4, they've managed to put them away. Um, the problem was that Titans loss, which I think was a bit of a wake-up call for them. I completely agree. Um, and it has been a bit of a reality check. And since then, they're looking good. And, you know, the next few weeks, they play some teams where if they win three of their next five games, they could really creep up the ladder and, and stay in it. Um, it. It's one of the things about this competition. You string some wins together. And because a win is more important this season than any other, I think... It, it, it's just really good signs from them. So I think they've got Penrith. Um, they've got the Warriors in there. Um, uh, I, look, I think they're really good. I think I, they deserve 
if they keep playing as they are, they deserve to play finals footy. Yeah. Um, whether they can maintain this, though, and, and show a bit of more grit against a team they're not expected to beat. Like the Panthers. Like the Panthers this week. And if they can lose by, say, four, five, four, six, ten points, something like that. Yeah. And, and, and keep competes, it a close game. Can yeah. Keep it a close game because four and against is going to be crucial if they want to sneak into the eight. I agree. Uh, and if I was Tigers, I would be doing everything humanely possible to convince Cameron Smith to go one more year because if he goes one more year, Harry Grant stays a Tiger and they can sign him to a long term deal. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, yeah. He, he's fantastic. He's, he's so good. I, uh, I, uh, I really yeah. enjoy the concept of this loan system. I, I want to see more of it in the game. Um, and, and it, it, you know, both clubs really benefit out of this because rather than having a hooker sitting behind Cameron Smith that's not getting any use, he's really excelling at the Tigers. He's playing footy every week. It's great for him. It's great for the Tigers. And if he goes back to Melbourne, it's great for them too. Yep. Uh, next team I think we should talk about is the Canberra <coughs> Raiders. Their next thought. They're, they're seventh at the moment. We had some questions about their attack. Now... They did lose Corey Horsburgh on the weekend. It was a really close game, but Parramatta lost their halfback and they still couldn't win. I know they put up points late and were very close to making a comeback, but there's just not enough there out of the out of the uh, out of the Raiders that I'm seeing. Uh, I've had a look at the team list that have just come out. Uh, Curtis Scott's been dropped. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Rapana's out of the team. Yeah. Uh, Nick Kotrick's back on the wing. They're they're playing Michael Oldfield at centre, so I think that'll help. We criticised Curtis Scott last week. We said that he was a bit of a weak point. I think the co- I think Ricky's finally figured that out as well. Uh, Corey Hawes is going to be a big loss, though. You saw how emotional he yeah. was when he was going off the season field. ending. Twelve, I think it's twelve weeks, which is very close to season ending. Yeah. So. Yeah, he if was. If they don't make it, it is season ending. Exactly. Uh, I I think they'll still be there though. I think I think they're going to be around there. But yeah, he's 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 a big loss. I think he's someone who brings a lot of heart to that team. Um, but yeah, I, and and now there's the news that Bateman doesn't want to come back to the club next year and wants another club. So there's a, there's a bit going on in Canberra, and I'd be a little worried about you know their ability to make the grand final again. Yeah, you don't want unhappy players in your camp. Um, because it just it fleshes out other problems. Um, it's not good for them. I'm I'm glad about Curtis Scott. You have said on this podcast he's he's a liability to the team. I I just don't know where it's all gone so wrong for Canberra. I mean they had that huge win in Melbourne in round three, and then since then it it's been nothing flash at all. No. Um, a bit disappointing. Ricky would be quite upset about it. I think. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I that injuries are taking their toll, and for a team that lacks depth, which they do, it, yep. it, it, this season becomes a struggle. There's no time for recovering players to return with five weeks to go. There's no origin period where you can sort of hide patchy form because everyone is under the microscope. A lot, it, Pretty much, if you're losing three or four games in a row, you're under the microscope as a coach in doubt. So not that Ricky is, but it's that kind of season where every team is facing the blowtorch. Winning is, winning is more crucial than ever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, who's next on the list? Manly, eighth uh, spot. This is um, very interesting. So last week we spoke about Manly and we said if they can get say three out of three wins out of the eight um, or six or eight while uh, Tommy Turbo is out and Walker is out, they 
you know, they They'll will be remain right. in the hunt. Now, now one yeah. of the games that they probably should have won was the game on the weekend. Yeah. Now, this is the point where, Michael, I'm going to ask, have I been too harsh on Cronulla this year? I don't know. I haven't seen them beat anyone of note yet. Yeah. That's that's my big criticism of Cronulla. We'll get to them in a minute. Now, we last week we were under the assumption that Turbo would be out from three uh, for six to eight weeks. It's more likely looking like it's going to be 10 to 11, 12 weeks. Yeah. So their period without him is going to be long. They've made some changes this week. Uh, Ruben Garrick's now playing fullback. It's not going to be Brendan Elliott. Uh, Moses Sully's back in the team. So they are getting a couple troops back. Yeah. In fairness, Garrick did play all of last week at fullback, even okay. though he was named on the wing. True. So, Which I found very unusual and very unhelpful for fantasy league purposes. But anyway, <laughs> we digress. Uh, yeah. It shows how much I was paying attention to Manly on the weekend. <laughs> but I... Yeah. I Tom just takes so much... Like, he makes their attack so much more dangerous because he's, an, he's a player that the defences have to watch. When he gets the ball... Everyone, everyone's eyes go onto him, and it opens up your outside defenders, outside attackers. So yeah, Manly, Manly's going to be in a really tough situation in the next couple of weeks. They need to get a couple of those lucky wins together, otherwise they're going to be seeing themselves falling down the table. And that loss against Cronulla, Cronulla came out and played really well, but that loss was yeah, unfortunate for Manly. Now Manly's next five, Newcastle. Yeah, so that's a loss. Dragons. It's going to be an interesting game. Parramatta. Depends if Moses is back. Cowboys. I don't know. I have no idea about the Cowboys. Cowboys up there <laughs> and Penrith. Yeah, um, very tough game. Which which is a very tough game. Uh, they're sitting on the same amount of points at the moment as the Tigers yep. uh, and Canberra. So they're, the three of them are on eight points. Um, Canberra's run during that same period is St. George as well. And then they have Melbourne, the Roosters, Souths, and the Cowboys as well. Whereas the Tigers have Penrith, Souths, Brisbane, Parramatta, and the Warriors. So you'd see the Tigers winning at least three of them on their current form. You'd probably see Canberra and Manly winning two, maybe three. Um, So, yeah, it could be a bit of a struggle for Manly, who was so, so amazing. So, so amazing against Canberra two weekends ago. But I think... Rise to the occasion, and then the deflated period after it, and the reality check. Although they did have fresh troops back, yeah. they did have um, to power. To power was back. Um, Tafua was back Tafua as well. Was back, so yes. um, uh, who knows? I, you know, it is Des, so you you assume they're going to be somewhere there in, in finals time. But uh, they've got to win a few of these games, I think. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Uh, next on the list, I believe, is your team. It is my team. It is my team. Some would say we have spoken about Souths enough this year, but it is a South Sydney fan doing half this podcast, so it's to be expected. (laughs) Um, Souths were very disappointing last week. It was was Luttrell's worst game at fullback, I think, since probably the first week. Yeah, Uh, I'd say so. I, I would say a lot of it was, one, Penrith defensively are one of the best teams in the comp. Uh, and they're really Nathan Cleary was just incredible again, but I think the fact that South have played a lot of day games and then they finally got a night game kind of spooked them a little bit. You get you know uh, out in it was it was at Cogra, so it's uh, you know a bit of a dewy track, a bit of a dewy track. The ball's a bit slippery, and yeah. I just don't think South are ready for it. 
Uh, regardless if they're ready for it, I just I just found their performance really disappointing. Um, this was a season in my eyes where the forwards were going to struggle. Um, but I thought the forwards actually had the measure of the Penrith forwards last week. I thought the forwards did the work. They, they got us downfield. They defended a lot. They made a lot of tackles. But you can't have players dropping it. Um, you had Cody Walker drop it. You had um, Latrell drop it. You had um, Grubbers go dead. You had Grubbers when there shouldn't have been Grubbers because it was going on to halftime. Just poor choices. The backs looked disjointed. Um, I... I have issues with the South's back line. There's chat going around that Alex Johnson's going to be released at the end of the... Uh, going to be told to look for a new club. Um, I have a huge issue with this. I, I think that Johnston is finally back on the wing where he belongs. He's a winger. He won a grand final on the wing. You have Dan Gagai, who's a centre, playing on the wing. He's out of place. He's overpaid. He's underperforming. Um, Souths need to make a big call on Gagai, I think. I think he's the problem. I don't like to see uh, a junior leave the club. Um, Johnston is a South junior. He's a great and prolific try scorer for the club. Um, he's got club records as a try scorer. Um, and I think if you have these backline problems, you're letting go of the wrong player in doing that. Um, it, it's very frustrating to watch. They were very disappointing last week. Their completion rate was low. They had as, as many sets. They put, South and Penrith both had 44 sets. You can't give yourself an opportunity to win a football game against a side like Penrith. Um, if you're going to drop the ball as many times as they did. Yeah. They were lacklustre, they were underwhelming, they've looked underdone and they've looked disjointed, and they're, they're, not, in the, they're not in the top crop of teams at this point in time. No, and I, I don't think so. It, it, you have too many players that... But my problem is that you've got Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell who are, who are great at creating opportunities... Um, but unfortunately, when those opportunities aren't created, I, I would love to see Adam Reynolds, who's the captain. He's coming up to his 200th game for the club. He, he, he's a, a massive part of South's success in the last decade. I want to see him take more control of the game, get the ball off these guys, just drill it in. He's got a great kicking game, and I wish it would be used more. There were wasted opportunities. There were forward passes, knock-ons. It's exasperating to watch that. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, and I... Look, you're going to be more critical of them than I am because you're the one who wants them to perform better. So I think that's enough said about Souths. Yeah, well... I think you've said everything that needs to be said. So Souths next five while we're on this. Yeah. Uh, um, so this Sunday night we play the Dogs. Yep. Then we play the Tigers next Friday night. Yep. Then we play Newcastle. Then we play Canberra. Then we play St. George. Now, you want to win three of those five. You want to win three, and you would hope that you would also, if you want to be up there and push yourself up the ladder, you'd hope you'd be beating either Canberra or Newcastle. Yeah. Um, who, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's very frustrating to watch. Yeah. Very frustrating. Tenth place, the Cowboys. Michael, the team we can't work out. Right. I can't work. I'm more confused about the Cowboys this week than I was last week. I'm I've said multiple times, I have no idea what's going on with this team. They came in with a fantastic game plan. Uh, they all Their game plan was keep Kalen Ponga out of this game. And all they did was every time they had a kick, they just kicked it out. Yeah. Grubbed it into the sideline. And Ponga wasn't able to get going, and he kind of went missing. And it was one of those games where Ponga can have where he just disappears and doesn't really get involved. Uh, it didn't help that Mitchell Pierce had a, a bit of a bad game. The, four, the Saifidi brothers were nowhere near as effective as they should have been. But uh, I, the, 
the the game plan by Paul Green was just exceptional and it really worked and it shows that he's still a good coach and it it's just confusing. I, I I'm so lost about this team. I I don't know whether they're gonna win or they're gonna lose. Um, yeah, Tamaloa had a good game. Uh, Scott Drinkwater had a fantastic game. Jake Clifford had a really good game. Uh, yeah, I. Oh, I'm so confused. It was extraordinary in the sense it was 26-0 at halftime. Yeah. Um, now, in in my opinion, and, and we've spoken a lot about coaches, and including Paul Green, and this was really the week where Green was under a lot of pressure. It, yeah. It suddenly it, it catapulted itself to the front pages. Um, he was the coach under pressure this week and under a lot of scrutiny, and... Um, we've spoken about the playing group and how, and I, but I think the reaction of the playing group to that were, was fantastic. It, yeah. It's if you're a coach under pressure, that is the performance you want to see. Um, it probably started in the second half last week against the Tigers. Yeah. Who, but we said, you know, the game was probably over at that point. But it, I think, is a really good sign. Um, Twenty-six nil at halftime. It's. It, it's a great performance from them, but can they be consistent enough? They're, where are they at? Where are they as a football team? Um, where, where do they go from here? They're sitting 10th. Their next, their next five are all top eight teams. And this okay. is the thing we've spoken about. So they've had all these performances, woeful performances against bottom eight teams. Yep. Um, and now, so they've just played... Newcastle. just played Newcastle, and now they've got Para, Roosters, Panthers, Manly, and Canberra. Everyone seems to be playing Manly in Canberra. It's a, it's a <laughs> tough run. It's a very tough run. It is a tough run. So yeah. um, who knows where they're at? Yeah, they're they're still expect. I think Val Holmes is named on the extended bench this week, so you could see him back. Um, Michael Morgan still yet to come back, but again, if these halves can put a performance like they did against the Knights together again this week, then Michael Morgan's positioning the team. I'm not saying that he won't get a spot. But whether he'll be the the in the halves is another question. He's played centre before. He's played the utility role. He's been all over the field. So it's going to be interesting to see where he slots in when he comes back. But yeah, the, the forward pack uh, aimed up on the weekend. Uh, I think one of the big reasons why they won was Knights are a very big physical pack. But the Cowboys are a little bigger. You got players like Jordan McLean who was fantastic. Josh McCoy was really good. And then you got you know Tal Malolo at the back doing everything that he does. It it really did help the night. Uh, really did help the Cowboys. Yeah, massive game from Tam Malolo. Yeah. It's what you want in your marquee player to step up. So. Exactly. Very impressive. Now, Cronulla. Yeah. I have I have one stat that I think has gone a bit unnoticed. Sean Johnson is leading the league in try assists. Now, a lot of them have been to Sione Katoa, who's been fantastic, <laughs> who, who has, has been fantastic on that wing, and he's he scored some spectacular tries already this season, and we're what seven games in. Uh, but yeah, they haven't been any, they haven't beaten anyone of note yet. That's my big concern about Cronulla, but they have they have talent on that team to be able to be a good team. I prefer Blake Braley being an eighty minute player. I think he he is an eighty minute player. Uh, Fafita's getting a bit better. I like him coming off the bench. It gives you a bit of impact off uh, in that second unit. Um, Wade Graham's Wade Graham has been fantastic. And one one player who I've who is you know finding his way back on the park who really does help them. And we've been critical of him before, but Matt Boylan had a really good game on the weekend. Yeah, he did. Um, 
I'm still unsure about yeah. them. I, I'm still unsure. I, having the the most tries in the league is that because of a lack of options in the team? For Fida, I, I I'm critical of him. Uh, I think it was a great performance against Manly, though. They they've traditionally struggled against Manly. A week in Manly, lost 12, one, uh, 11 of their last twelve. Yeah, so. which is crazy, and that stuff plays a role. Um, it's a great rivalry. I, I thought they did really well, and they went on with it. I, there was a point, I can't remember what the score was, and I was like, oh, my God, there's still half an hour to go, which mm. was quite frightening. Yeah. So I was like, well, Cronulla's really going to put up a score. Manly didn't look interested. Um, Manly did put up points, though. They ended up, they ended up scoring 22 points. Yeah. So, But it's know. the same. It's the same. Is it the switch off? Did they switch Is it, off? Did they switch off? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a question that sort of you will find out in the coming weeks, really. So they've got a game against the Gold Coast this week, which, um, you know, traditionally you'd back anyone to beat the Gold Coast. Um, After last Brisbane. week's performance, who knows? Um, and then they've got Penrith, Warriors, Dragons and Brisbane. So Cronulla could... You should win. Yeah. They, they would be hoping to win four of those five. Yeah, definitely. And if they do, they're in the eight. Yeah. So yeah. But still not a win against anyone of note. No, it isn't. They're, they're back into the season must be really tough there. So Tigers, Canberra, Manly, Souths, Cowboys, Cronulla. Okay, so you assume that the top five are going to be there in some order. Who takes those final three spots? So right now, I would say the Tigers are going to be there. I would say that the Raiders are going to be there. And that ape spot is so up for grabs. It all depends on how Manly can go through these next few weeks without Tom. I, I still think it's. I think. Uh, I think it's going to be Manly. I think, but I'm not confident on it. It could. It, it's either Manly or South. I think they're the teams in contention. Cronulla's going to be knocking on that door as well. Um, so yeah, I'm really. It's. Uh, it's up in the air. That eight spot. I think. I think Tigers and Canberra are going to hold the, hold their spots. Yeah. And it's a three headed race between Manly, Souths, and Sharks. Yeah, I can't see the I can't see the Cowboys sticking around. Yeah, I think I think that was just a blip in form on the okay. weekend, and I can't I can't see them repeating it. I have Tigers definitely making it. I think like based on current form, I mean obviously a long way to go. I have Tigers definitely making it, and I have South sneaking in. I just don't know who's going to be in that seventh spot. I think a lot of it depends on um, how quickly things turn around for Manly. Um, if they get comfortable in a situation where they can get someone really in that fullback spot. I was very surprised that Garrick played that role on the weekends. I don't think he's a bad player. I just it's I it surprised me. I just assumed Elliot would fill it. Yeah. Um, but they're obviously going to persist with him. So I, I think if Manly can get comfortable with the combination and work on it, you'd back Hasler to have his team in there. So, but then that would mean Canberra misses out. So. Oh, yeah, they were, I'm they, more were confused. The, they were the premiership favourites heading into the season. So, yeah, who knows? Who uh, knows? Exactly. Okay, one thing we have to touch on is that the Broncos did lose to the Titans. We do. Got to mention it quickly. Uh, there's a lot of criticism of the Broncos. We've spoken about them at length, and we didn't really want to talk about them that much this week because we've <clears throat> spoken about them to death. But yeah, that was a bad loss on the weekend. The the lack of just effort all around was shocking. Uh, the the performances, like Corey Oates has been dropped, which I think is warranted. The halves still have their job somehow. Um, yeah, it's not looking good up there. Anthony Seabold is 
feeling the pressure, but he will not lose his job with a five-year contract and no get-out clause or no performance incentives. Yeah. I I don't understand how often you can drop players. I, I don't know the effect it's going to have at this point in time. You play with more combinations. You play with people that are untested in positions. There, there are clearly problems. There are injury concerns. It changing changing the combinations, dropping key players at this point. What's what's it doing? I, in my head, I really don't get it. Just have them train, have them practice, and at least get comfortable with each other. It, it, I know you've got to make a statement and send a message that you're listening and it appease your crowd and everything, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the point of it. There's one player that I want to highlight, which was there was a pass that looked like it was possibly knocked on by a Titans player. It went through went through the hands. Keegan hit grave. Looked like he tapped it. It went backwards, I think. But what happened was, instead of playing to the whistle, all the Brisbane players just stopped. And Alex Don just ran over for a try because all the Brisbane players were looking for the call instead of playing to the whistle. And they just, they did nothing. They didn't react. Alex, Alex Don went over untouched. What is that? Is that inexperience? No, it's, it's lack of caring and effort, I yeah. think. And... Just the the willingness to just want to win. I, just, I don't think they have that, and yeah. I, I think some players do, but I think the majority of the team don't, and it's it's a shame to watch considering who they are and what team they are. They're the biggest and they're the biggest fan base in the NRL who could have had ten thousand fans sitting in there in Suncorp Stadium this week. They only got six and booed at halftime and booed off and booed off the field. Um, so, yeah. Very interesting comments from Sam Burgess during the week. Critical of Isaac Luke. Critical of Isaac Luke um, about post-match chats and laughing with other players. Um, if it were, weren't in the middle of a pandemic and a bubble, I'd be more likely to agree. But I, I do generally agree with Sam. But I, I think I don't think picking on the player that's only been at the club for three weeks is the right answer to that question. No. Because Isaac would be happy to be on the field having been dropped from St. George, who themselves are struggling. Um, I, I do agree with that, though. It, it is. I think it's such a bad look um, to do that. You have you you are paid, as players generally, a lot of money to perform. Um, fans have an expectations, and I think that feeds into the idea that football, for a lot of people, is just a job, and they're not passionate about it as much as the fans are. And I know that... I get frustrated to see that when the when players of Souths laugh off their mistakes or anything like that. I find that incredibly frustrating. Um, and I, I really agree with Sam on that. So, um, yeah, just my thoughts on that. Yeah. All right. There's one other thing that we want to hear before we get into a pre, into next this week's preview. Uh, there's been a bit of a rule change for the six again call. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. So, um, Rugby League Commission today approved a variation to the six again rule. Um, which allows referees to restart the tackle count if markers are not square or break early at the play of the ball. Um, the commission met today um, and determined that they would bring in these rules effective this week um, and teams are looking to use markers to get an unfair um, advantage. So players can, um, refs will retain the right to issue a full penalty, a penalty um, and place players in the sin bin for persistent ruck infringements and professional fouls, but 
this does add to the free-flowing idea that the league has. It's going to be in effect from this weekend. Um, it's obviously an expansion of the rules based on probably an increase in penalties and teams looking to use the markers to flout the rules and get the slowdown they want okay. and the stoppage in play. Um, yeah. It, I, I think it's so hard, and we've discussed this, but it's so hard to comment on it because we don't really know why the six agains... What causes six game call? A lot of them. A lot of them. The ref does explain it, but yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that there's been a lot lately. It seems like they're giving them out a bit too often, and I'm wondering whether this will just exacerbate that, 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 that effect as well. Where we're just going to see more six agains, and teams are going to not lead to more blowouts, but teams might get the upper hand a bit earlier. I'm, I'm a little worried about it. I think the refs are a bit too trigger-happy with this 60-game call at the moment. I would like to see it not used as much and just let the game flow. Yeah. Especially because, like you said, half the time we don't even know what it's for. And sometimes the players don't know what it's for. So, yeah, I would... I don't know. I'm a little concerned about this, but if the game is as free-flowing as it has been, then... It can't be too bad. Yeah, I actually wonder if clubs are starting to use them to get, especially in their own half, to get defence down to the try line. It's much easier to have your defence set on the try line, and I almost wonder if the smarter clubs are using it as a tactic to get the defence down where they can't crack through the wall. So mm. um, the usual suspects, I'm sure, will be doing that. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Who are those usual suspects, Emmanuel? Uh, let's not talk about it. But they are playing in a blockbuster match this week. So let's preview that. Thursday night, 2018 grand final rematch. Storm Roosters. Up at Suncorp Stadium because Melbourne have relocated. They were the Sydney Storm. Now they're the Sunshine Coast Storm. Thanks to Victoria. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, this game would have been... It still is going to be a really good game, but both teams copped a couple injuries on the weekend. The Roosters specifically lost Victor Radley for the season. They've lost Sam Varrells for the season, who I feel so sorry for because that kid wanted game time. The coach finally gave him a bit of game time to give Jake some rest, and 15, 20 minutes in the game, he ruptures his ACL. Victor, I'm going to miss sorely. I love Victor this year. is. Uh, he, what he does for our attack is is so important. But uh, Melbourne lose Cameron Munster, who yeah. a lot of their attack over the last few weeks has been either Smith or Munster. One of those options is gone. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, I'm going the Roosters. Yeah, I'm not going to tip against the Roosters for a very long time. Uh, Riley Jacks comes in to replace Munster. This is a very, very complicated halves combination. I don't think they work well together. I think um, the Storm's attack has been a bit clunky anyway. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Smith, who will probably end up in the halves. So they have three halfbacks going around, wearing six, seven, and nine. Um, Roosters have lost some talent. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Friend in the back half of the season, because he mm. does get tired he does put in a lot of minutes. He does make a lot of tackles. Um, they've lost a bit of depth there. Um, I still back them to get the job done. Yeah. Nat Butcher, who body shape looks exactly like Victor Radley, uh, is going to be taking that number 13 role. And I think he has the talent to be to to link up 
with the halves like Radley did. He won't be as effective at it, but I think it's going to take time. Uh, Butcher was actually the one coming through the younger grades who won all the awards and was the Roosters' shining star in the lower grades. Won under un, won the under twenties player of the year uh, player of the year a couple of years ago. So there's signs there that uh, Butcher can replace Rad, uh, some of Radley's effectiveness on attack. Uh, we're going to miss the hard hits though, uh, but the Roosters on the weekend, just like last weekend again, you know, heading the heading the head, you know. Down in the dumps a bit because you lose two players within 15 minutes to ACL injuries, which you could tell automatic, like straight away what the injuries were and still managed to put up a great performance against the Dragons, who, who really did try hard. So, yeah, yeah I am, and I'm going Roosters. Can I just point out that is the uh, flick pass we discussed was back in action last week. Joey Manu, great try, a uh, great setup. Oh. Put up the bomb, caught his own bomb, little flick pass to Hargraves. No look. No look. It's it's and in the same spot in the field as the Kiri one the week before. So yeah, um, very impressive from the Chooks, who Luke. I think will probably be six straight after the Ho- weekend. Hopefully, hopefully. Now, early game Friday, Raiders Dragons. This game is in Canberra. Canberra allowed to have games back in uh, Canberra now, which is very exciting. Dragons unchanged from their team last week. Um, that put up a good fight against the Roosters. Uh, Raiders have some changes. Tarpanay returns at lock for Horsburgh, who is out. Um, as you said, uh, Scott is out. Michael Oldfield comes in. And um, Bailey Simonson moves um, from the interchange to replace Rapana. So yep. a few changes there for Canberra. I think their home field's going to help them. I think, I think being so. able to play in front of those Canberra fans, it's going to be a cold Friday night. Yeah, it's gonna be wet. It's gonna be dewy. Uh, it just feeds right into what Canberra loves. So I'm, I'm going Canberra despite their form the last couple of weeks. Even though the Dragons have shown that they are, they are trying a lot harder than they had in those few weeks where we were really critical of them. I think even just playing, you know, against the Roosters, even even at their best, the Dragons still can't compete quite with these top teams. So I think Canberra's gonna win. Yeah, I think so. Um, Dragons might have risen to the occasion last week as well, so mm. um, it would be nice to see a bit of a performance like last week's too. Could make an interesting game. Yeah. St George have a bit of a from memory. Canberra really have the wood on St George. I in think Canberra. so. Yeah. I remember some they, they didn't win for like fourteen years down yeah. there or something at some point. So yeah. um, does that play in the mind? That is the question. Friday night, big game, Parramatta, Mitchell Mosesless mm. against the Cowboys. Bank West. Mm. So Dry Field is in. Yep. Uh, as we said. And um, David Gower is getting a run. Alvaro's on the bench. Uh, for the Cowboys, Holmes has been named in the reserves. Don't know if he's going to play. And um, Justin O'Neill's on the wing with Opacek at centre. Can the Cowboys back it up? No. I'm going the Eels. Uh, in Bankwest. <laughs> well, don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be so dismissive, but I think the Eels are a really good team. Uh, what they showed last week uh, to hold out the Raiders late uh, late onslaught was fantastic. Clint Gufferson was incredible, and I've I said last week that he played better than Tedesco in that matchup. He's 
He's having he's in career best form at the moment. And there's one player I do want to mention. Regan Campbell Gillard had his best game as a para, uh, as a eel. Uh, he was fantastic. Played the full eighty, uh, and just that's what you want to see out of players like him. You know, he was a former Origin uh, prop. Uh, had a bit of had a bit of a, heart, a rough season last year, but he's finally coming back into form. So I think I think the Canberra the the Eels pack is quite strong, and I think they'll get the win. Yeah, he was. We didn't probably cover that game as we should have, but that, mm. um, he was. Gutherson was awesome. Yeah. Uh, he he is looking fantastic. Um, I'm very happy for him in that sense. I also think that Parramatta are going to win this game. Um, uh, Cowboys need to probably have like three more performances before I can start tipping them. Yeah. Um, there won't be that many times I tip against Para this year. Um, yeah. So um, Para for me as well. Um, so Saturday, oof, Titans and Cronulla, both last start winners in matches they probably weren't expected to win. Um, Gold Coast showing some spirit. Ash Taylor had another really good game he again. He did. He did. Um, yeah. And Corey Thompson does help that team. Uh, I'm, I liked what I saw, like the effort-wise out of the Titans. Uh, I think Justin Holbrook is a... He's a good coach. I don't think he's, you know, I'm not going to ring his praises yet, but I think he's doing a good job with what he's been given up there. Um, that being said, the Sharks still have too much talent for me to not tip them. So I'm going the Sharks. Yeah, I'm going the Titans. Um, wow, that's brave. Mm. But I, yeah, I, I like what I've seen with the Titans. They've shown some fight. They've, they've got players who really want to play. Um, the Sharks, for mine, still have to... I must sound like the biggest Sharks hater in this podcast, by the way, but um, Sharks have too many egos, I think. Um, Manly might have been underdone and helped Cronulla last week, um, although the Titans did beat Titans did beat, did beat Brisbane too. So, But I just think um, Titans have shown a lot of fighting spirit, so um, they're getting it for me. So that's our first split of the round. Yep. And that rolls into the next game, which I will definitely not be watching. Uh, Warriors and the Broncos. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Mamalo, Fusatua are playing, even though they said uh, they, you know, they've made their desires clear that they want to return home to New Zealand. Uh, the Broncos have... A few changes here and there as well. Pat Carrigan returns to the side. Um, Corey Oates has been dropped. Asako is back on the wing. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm going the Broncos just because, again, they have more talent. That's it. Also, uh, we will know tonight whether Roger Tullivarsashek plays. If Roger is out, uh, he's facing a one. He's facing a one-week suspension uh, for a shoulder charge. So if he is found guilty and doesn't play. It makes this tip a bit easier for me, but I'm going the Broncos as of now. Do you know... Um, yeah, I'm going the Broncos too, but just on two of us check, do you know when they bring out the charge sheet and there's always that question, seven years incident-free? Yeah. And, you know, you just think, who in rugby league is seven years incident-free? He is. RTS. Yeah. He's just that that sort of player, and yeah. it, it is so weird that he's even been suspended. Because he's, yeah. he's just not that kind of player. No, he's not. Um yeah, look, Interesting, I'm, though, Rogers had a bit of a rough season. He hasn't had many line breaks. I don't think he's had... Uh, he hasn't scored a try. It's been a bit of a bit of a hard season for Roger. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going the Broncos. I don't I don't feel good about it. Uh, it's being played at Central Coast Stadium, I believe. I don't think it matters. No, but, I don't think it does. I'm going Brisbane too, but yeah. without any confidence. Now, 
7.30, Saturday night. Tigers-Penrith. Great game, this one. Really good game. Um, this will challenge Penrith, I think. Uh, Tigers should give it to them for a little while. If, if they can get under Penrith's skin, it uh, could make for a very interesting affair. Um, Tigers have a pretty good pack. Harry Grant running around. Um, I thought Coruscant's been a bit not as great as he was in the last couple of weeks. Um, Harry Grant's looking very strong. He is the key to that side's success. So um, if he can create some opportunities around those big forwards, it's going to be very interesting. I'd still go Penrith. Um, based purely on the Battle of the Halves, I think Cleary is in phenomenal form. We've seen c- comparisons of him this week to um, Jonathan Thurston. Very premature, but I get the idea. He's a great player, um, and that that team is looking very good at the moment. Yeah, I have also gone the Panthers. Cleary dismantled South while having you know half his eye covered with a ginormous pimple, as Brad Fittler described it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, Cleary's just been incredible. He came out of the hospital and and destroyed Souths. He picked them apart. So I am, I'm backing what they're doing. Jerome Luai looked a bit better as well, uh, partnering him in the halves. Uh, Liam Martin's a, a tearaway on that edge. He brings a lot of grunt and such a hard hitter on that on that. Uh, on that right edge. And Brian Toto, and they were, they were missing Mansour on the weekend, but Brian Toto and Josh Mansour, their legs are bigger than half their forward pack. Yeah. Besides Kikau. Yeah. They are so strong coming out of the back. So I am... Kikau's an awesome player. Yeah, they're Kikau's they're great to watch. They've yeah. got a lot of depth. Um, yeah. I'm really starting to rate them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and don't forget, they got that win over the Roosters early on too. They did. So, and they have a very, very strong back half of the season in terms of teams they play. So um, just back on Nathan Cleary, the great headline this week was in um, the Herald, Christian Nicolucci, Avatar, question mark, Elephant Man, question mark, <laughs> Herman Munster, question mark. No, it's Nathan Cleary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what the hell was going on? I don't you know. know. looked ugly, but he was fantastic. Yeah, so. if only didn't... South's got points for a better-looking team. But, um, now... Uh, Sunday, 4pm, Manly-Newcastle. Always a bit of a bit of a clash between these two. 97 grand final remnants. Um, oh, it's interesting. I, I have gone the Knights because I don't think Adam O'Brien will let them do what they did last week again. Uh, I messaged one of our mates who's a Knights fan and straight up said, you guys just forgot to play the first half of football. They came out and looked a lot better in the second half, but it was too little too late at that point. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kalen Ponga will come back and be more involved, I think, in this game. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Knights because I think uh, Manly's still a bit too depleted and the Knights... The Knights aren't. Yeah, I think it'll be closer, though. Yeah. I don't expect it to be a, a big runaway um, like last week from Manly, so... Depends how well they get that combination going with Garrick, but at this stage has to be Manly. Um, which brings us to the last game of the round. Now, I reckon I've tipped the Bulldogs about four of the last five weeks. And they've let you down every they've time. They've let me down every time. Yeah. And this week, I'm going to have to tip Souths, who will no doubt let me down. Now, I think um, Souths are going to win this game, I hope. I, I've also gone south. I think this was a bit of an easy one. Will Hopawadi, uh, syndesmosis, so he's out for 10 to 12 weeks, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's a big loss for them, considering he was playing really well, and his combination with Kieran Fawn was fantastic out the back. 
so that's a it's a bit of a you know one player I do really want to watch though is Luke Thompson. Yeah. He's named on yeah. the extended bench, I believe. I think you'll get a run for the dogs. Uh, for those who don't know, Luke Thompson is a prop who's come over from England uh, mid-season. Uh, the comparison is James Graham, funnily enough. So he's he's got that ball-playing ability. He's a really tough English prop, as you expect all English forwards to be. So I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, I thought... Um, I know they had early injuries, but I thought the dogs' defence was a bit disappointing last week. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen them concede points like that, really. Um, and they've always been in it and willing to give it a go. So... Uh, hopefully better from them this week, but not too good. Hopefully much better from South this week because this is a if they want to be there, they need to win this game. This is this is always the uh, the Good Friday clash. So there's, it is there's, always the Good there's, Friday. There's clash. a bit of animosity between these two. There's it's always it's the, always uh, heated. So it's now the start of the financial year clash. So <laughs> um, okay, so we've gone all the same. So Roosters over Storm except yep. for one. So Roosters over Storm, Raiders over Dragons, Para to beat the Cowboys. I've gone Gold Coast, who knows why, and you've gone the Sharks. We've both uh, reluctantly tipped the Broncos um, over the Warriors. Yep. We've both gone Penrith over the Tigers. Yep. We both think Knights should edge Manly and Souths to beat the Bulldogs. Um, but I think the ladder's getting clearer, as we've discussed. Yep. Um, other than that middle, top five will be there. Bottom five won't. It's coaching problems. There's a lot of coaches on the chopping block, no one to replace them. Um, but it's good footies back in full swing, and there are some great games every week, which is good. There's been at least three big top eight clashes every week. So Yeah, there's not as much this week. We've got Melbourne Roosters, which would be a good game, but like I said, both teams are a bit injury-ravaged. Yeah. Panthers-Tigers. Panthers-Tigers would be a good game. Uh, and Manly-Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still going to be gritty, I think. And um, Eels-Cowboys could be interesting, depending on what Cowboys team decides to turn up. Yeah. So well, there's, there's, the, there are some good games this It's week. in Sydney, so probably the other one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it. That is it. Um, just a reminder from us, don't forget uh, to follow us on Instagram at howgoodisrugbyleague. Uh, email us, howgoodisrugbyleague at gmail.com. Get interactive. Send us your thoughts. Send us your views. Rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think. And um, yeah, uh, one I want to shout out to uh, your mate Maxi Evans, who oh. loves giving us a big, uh, <laughs> loves responding to the uh, the questions that we post. Uh, this week he gave an in depth analysis of the Broncos, just you know, going on about how they don't care as much as other teams. Um, so yeah, thanks Maxi. Uh, we really love you. Uh, love the feedback. Uh, everyone who's given us reviews on. Uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Music as well, Apple Podcasts as well has been fantastic. So, yeah, we really appreciate all the feedback. Yeah, and we love doing this, and we will be back again this time next week. Yep. And one more thing, Emmanuel. How good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, Thanks Michael. Guys.